It's a time of great victory. Your past does not have to dictate your future. We are on the solid rock, Christ Jesus. God's got something better for you. While you're doing that, you got a hand free. I want you to open to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. The scripture I'm going to read is, is uh, in the, the new, new International Version. I think they call it today's New International Version. Uh, the Amplifies reads pretty close to this. So depending upon which translation you have uh, will depend on whether or not you have this word in there. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, the Apostle Paul writes, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us again. On Him we have set our hope that He will continue to deliver us. Amen. From the Living Bible it says, And He did help us and saved us from a terrible death. Yes, and we expect Him to do it again and again. The message reads like this. He says, um, We felt like we'd been sent to death row, that it was all over for us. As it turned out, it was the best thing that ever could happen. Instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get out of it, we were faced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea since he's the God who raised the dead. And he did it, rescued us from certain doom. And he'll do it again, rescuing us as many times as we need rescuing. Everybody say, he'll do it again. We're going to put a, a title on this today. I wonder what that could be. Maybe how about he'll do it again. He'll do it again. Um, I'm glad that God is a God that has patience. He's persevering. He's loving. He has mercy. And when he looks at us, he says, hmm, I think we need to do that again. <laughs> you know, it says in creation, he looked down and he says, and, and it was good. When he saw me, he says, oh, we better try again <laughs> on this. A little bit through this, it was hard to figure out what the title would be. Uh, I, I, first, I wanted to t uh, title it, The Power of Again. So that's kind of the theme that rolls through it. But really, the power behind the again is God. And we know that he'll do it again. Now, the thing is, you've got to believe that, you've got to trust that, and more, you've got to expect that. Your hope has to be in Him. Uh, the text, again, from the New International Version from the NIV, uh, there in 2 Corinthians 1.10, it says, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril. That's past tense. He's delivered us. On the cross, Jesus bought and paid for the victory that's been given to us. It's, the Word says... Thank, uh, thanks be unto God for uh, this victory. He says that we have this victory. It's through Christ. And uh, uh, we, we're to rejoice in this victory. And so he starts out, he says, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril. Say, I've been delivered. I've been, delivered. I've been set free. I've been rescued. From everything that the devil had for me. So it says, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril. And then it says, And He will deliver us again. He will deliver us again. Aren't you glad for that? Yes. You know, it's not like, um, it, he's not like a genie in the bottle where you just have three wishes, you know, and you rub the bottle and it's like, oh man, I'm down to my last wish. That's not the way that God is. I'm thankful that his love endures forever. Yes. His mercy, uh, his compassions, they fail not, is what his word says. Isn't that good? Yes. His compassions, they fail not. Now think about the things that you've done in your life. 
And God looks with compassion and he says, that, that's all I can take. <laughs> no more compassion for that. But no, the Bible says his compassions, they fail not. So no matter how bad you were or are, the love of God doesn't change for that. So we're not saved by how good we are. You're not lost by how bad you are. You're lost because that there was inherent sin that was passed on to mankind. But through the Lord Jesus Christ, now salvation is passed on, amen, from generation to generation. He's done it, and it's through him and through what he's done for us. So he has rescued, or he has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope. Have you done that? Have you set your hope or your expectation in Jesus or in what God can do, who he is? It says uh, that he will continue to deliver us, that he's going to continue to deliver us. Sometimes we think, well, you know, um, you know, I was at my last mulligan back there. No more mulligans. I don't have any more agains in this thing, you know. But uh, uh, no, I'm thankful that it's his word says that he will he will continue to deliver us. Amen. That's good stuff. The power of, of again. There's so many examples of this throughout the Bible. I just picked out just a few. First thing, that uh, he has power. Uh, this Again, <laughs> this uh, thing that God does when he gives us another chance or he, he, does, uh, he does it again, whatever, however he needs to. First of all, it has power for provision. For financial needs, I think that's good. You know, when uh, Elijah was down in the dumps and he was down there on the down on the creek side and he was uh, frustrated, giving out. Well, God finally told him to get up and go to Zarephath, and he said, "You'll find a widow there." There was a widow, and she was out gathering a few sticks. And we find out in the story that she said, "Well, I'm just gathering a few sticks." She said, "It's just me and my son, and I just have a little bit of oil, a little bit of gr uh, grain, you know, and and to uh, and I'm just going to make a little cake, and we're." going to sit there and we're going to die. <laughs> what an outlook. I don't think she had read that verse there of where he has delivered us and he is and he will continue to. And she says, I'm just going to do that. So the, Elijah, what did he say? He says, well, make me a cake first, you know, honor the Lord first and then uh, for you and yourselves. And when she did that, we, you know the story, what happened with the cruise of oil. It just kept on that she had an oil well in a, in a jar. How about that? It just kept on producing. And so uh, he kept doing it again and again. Every time she'd open that, here it was again and again. So there's power for provision. But not only did that happen one time, but then again. Now, that was the widow there in Zarephath, but also then another time where it, it happened with Elijah. And um, it was another widow. And same thing. She was the, the, this was the widow in the credit crunch. You know, they came and, and uh, she... They took everything she had, and they said that we're going to take your son uh, into in slavery, or basically for, for the debt that, that your husband has left. And um, so she was in a, in a bad way, and she needed a miracle. She needed this miracle in her life, this miracle for provision. She needed, some, she needed God to move again. She needed uh, finances again. How many of you each month you say, boy, I need some more? You know, God worked a miracle last month. Somehow or another, I need, I need it again. I need it to happen again. And uh, that's exactly what happened is that uh, God worked it again for her and brought another miracle into her life through finances. And then... You know, um, another time where God works, uh, we have the power for provision. It's also, this again is 
power to go forward, to move forward, power uh, in that, uh, uh, to make a way for us. And he doesn't do that just one time, but he works it over and over and over again. For instance, the children of Israel. We know that stories. These are some familiar stories so that we don't have to worry too much about it. But, you know, here they come out of Egypt. And they uh, come to the Red Sea, and we know that Pharaoh's on the backside and the Red Sea's in the front. And so God tells Moses to stretch out his rod, and what happens? The Red Sea parts, amen? That Red Sea, the waters of the Red Sea, it's a, it symbolizes obstacles that stand in the way of the promises that God had. He promised the children of Israel, here, here's where you need to go. This is my, and my promises will come into your life in this particular land. Well, between the promises of God and, uh, you know, Satan or the Pharaoh and all the enemy, there was the Red Sea. Here's all these obstacles, and they needed to get through it. And we know the story. God uh, worked a miracle and parted the Red Sea. He parted, he made a way through the obstacles. He's a way maker. And so he did this for them. But what happens 40 years later? You know, here they go, and they're all assembled now. And now uh, <clears throat> we know that. Uh, uh, Joshua is the leader, and they come up to the Jordan River, and it says that, that it's that season of the year, like right now, when it rains and rains and rains, and all the water floods down into the Jordan, and it says it was flooding out of its banks, and they came, and of course, the promises are over there, and uh, they needed to get through, they needed a way through it, and so what happened? The Jordan River parted. The water parted, parted again, and so they had to believe that, well, God did it back then at the Red Sea, so he can do it again. He can do it here. Well, if God did it then, and he proved it by doing it again for the children of Israel at the, Red, at, at the Jordan River, how many of you think that maybe the Red Seas of our life, the obstacles that are in our way, when we're there and we need to get through, we need to weigh through this, how many of you believe that he'll do it again? Yeah. Tell somebody, he'll do it again. He'll do it again. Amen. You know, then there was a, to just, I think, to uh, to solidify this thing specifically, that God's a way maker, Elijah, uh, in fact, Elisha had found Elijah, and so uh, he wanted to be with him. So he's walking, and they come up to the Jordan River, and, uh, or they come up to this water, and so Elijah takes off his mantle, and he strikes the water, and the water rolls back. God does it again. He's a way maker. They go over. Now, Elisha had asked Elijah if he could have a double portion, and Elijah said, oh, you've asked a hard thing. But if you'll be with me when, when I go, then you'll have a double portion. We know that that's what happened. Elijah was caught up in this whirlwind, and these chariots came as like from, from heaven. He was caught up. And so Elisha's watching him, and here comes the mantle from Elijah floating down, and, and Elisha grabs it. And so he's thinking, hmm. So he has to go back across that body of water. So he comes up, takes the, the mantle of Elijah, strikes that water, and here it goes, rolls back. It was interesting because people saw that happen, and they needed to see it happen because now Elisha was going to be the leader of the, the school of the prophets, but it happened again. You know, there was a blocky, there was a, the, the path was blocked. Elisha needed to start his ministry. He, there was some promises that God had given to him. His dreams, his, his purpose was across this, this body of water, across these obstacles he needed to get through. So God gave him an again to get across there. Amen. Uh, you know, so you need to think about that. When it's like you know that that's where you need to go, but there's no way you can get there. It's impossible. Then you need to say, God, I believe if you did it back then, you can do it again. Say, he'll do it again. He'll do it again. Amen. He's still able to do that. The Bible says, uh, uh, 
It says he, he doesn't change. God says, I change not. He's not a man that he should lie. Uh, he's, he, he said that he would do it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he did it back then, what? He'll do it again. Amen. He's still uh, uh, parting waters. He's still working ways through difficulties and opposition that when you turn around and look, it's like, how did that even happen? How could that happen? So not only is it this... This power of, uh, for uh, these again, this agains or the agains in our life have power for certain things, have power for finances, have power to uh, go forward, and also uh, it has power for resurrection, resurrection and life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Well, there's power in him. He is the, the one that brings the agains for us. He's our, uh, this is our eternal hope. Uh, Enoch, it says in, in the Word of God there in Genesis 5, 24, it says that and Enoch walked with God, and he was not. He, he was just gone one day. Uh, God came and, and just caught him up. It's, he was raptured. You ever heard of that? People say, well, I don't know if, if I believe in this rapture or not. I don't know. How could that even happen? Hey, what, what are you worried about? He did it back then. He can do it again. Amen? I mean, he did it once. He can do it again, right? So it's already happened. Don't worry about it. Well, if that's not enough, God says, well, just in case sometime you begin to worry or to doubt whether or not I could just catch somebody up and take them to heaven, I think I'll do it with Elijah so Elisha can see it and all the school of the prophet, all his others can see it. So here's Elijah and Elisha walking along. As I mentioned a while ago, it says that here comes this, like a, a, these chariots of, of fire. In fact, in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11, I think is where, where that is. Let me see. Yeah, and it came to pass as they... Uh, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Wow. Uh, you know, it's like a tornado just <laughs> brought him up. You know, but he was caught up. So God did it with Enoch, and so then he did it again with Elijah. But I want to tell you something. It says, his word says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall, be, shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. You know, if he did it back then, he can do it again. Well, not only... <laughs> Did he work that uh, back in the Old Testament? But, you know, maybe they were kind of wondering about that through the, through the New Testament. And the Bible tells us there in Matthew 27, verse 52, that when Jesus was crucified and that earthquake came and it shook and the, the veil that was in the temple, it said it was ripped from top to bottom. And then it goes on to say that the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep or who were dead, uh, but for us, if you're a believer, you're just sleeping until he comes, but said had fallen asleep, were, were raised. They were raised. Uh, verse 53, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. A lot of people saw him and said, what's up? What's up? You were dead, but now you're alive. He is the resurrection and the life. He did it back then so he can... Do it again. We need to have that confident assurance. I'm expecting a hole in the sky, not a hole in the ground. You know, I mean, that's what I'm looking for. That's the way I want to go. Is is uh, now, of course, 
we lived in Kansas and then up through Oklahoma. There's a lot of tornadoes, and, you know, that could have been, we could do an Elijah deal, you know, but whatever he calls, you know, I'm, I'm ready for him to, for that shout to happen, and I don't have any doubt. Why? Because I know he can do it again. He didn't just have just so many of these. It's not like, you know, okay, I got a little coupon here for a resurrection. You know, I got a couple for a translation for rapture. Now, I'm sorry, bud, we're all out of, you're out of luck here, man, because we already used all them up. It's not gift cards, you know, it's being handed out. <laughs> this is the character of God and his promises. This is something that we call agains. It's what I call agains. And there's power in again. <laughs> Amen. He did it back then, so he'll do it again. Uh, there's also the, the power of again we see in the ministry of Jesus. It's, you know, there was a time uh, in, in Mark's gospel, chapter 8, in verse 22 through 25, that um, it says, then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man and, uh, by the hand and led him out of, uh, out of town, took him out over here. So it wasn't, a, you know, everybody is going crazy about it. Jesus wasn't out there for all kinds of publicity. He didn't have some letterhead made up and business cards handed out. He was there to meet needs. And it says he took the blind man by the hand, led him out of town, and when he had spit on his eyes... Now, there's an interesting healing method. How many of you want to just get, get this healing line going here? Are you, re- are you ready? Yeah. Uh, spit in the mud method. There's a dip in the pool method. There's all kinds of different methods. Why? Because there's all types of healings. But anyway, Jesus, for some reason or another, chose this one. It says, and when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And um, it says, and he looked up and said, I see men like trees. In other words, he could see because he had been blind, but now he's kind of seeing a little bit. You know, it's like, yeah, I can see him, but it's, I can't really make him out. It's just like a big object there. I see men like trees walking. And uh, this wasn't, anyway, in verse 25 it says, so then Jesus then says, then he put his hands on his eyes again. Everybody say again. And made him look up. And uh, he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Wow. Jesus did it again. You know, have you ever needed prayer for healing? And maybe you came forward and, and you, you're prayed for and you start to go away and it's kind of like, ooh, you know, that's kind of still there. You know, how's your knee? Oh, it's, um, it's better than it was, but it's not like it should be. Well, what are we going to do? We won't want to tell anybody because we're afraid that maybe they might think we didn't have enough faith. Well, wait a minute, you know. Jesus prayed for this guy, and he asked him, how's, hey, how's the eyes doing now? <laughs> well, it's better. I see men like trees. He goes, whoa, wait a minute. Let's do, let's do this again. And he laid hands on him again, and then he was restored. Amen. So if Jesus did it then, he'll do it again. Don't be afraid to ask for prayer again if you need healing. Amen. Don't let the devil lie to you. He's done it. Before he did it back then, he can do it again. Amen? People, we've got to expect that. We've got to know that. We have to trust that. Amen? Just like the, the, our, our text says there uh, in 1 Corinthians, it, you know, where it says that you know, he has done this. He has delivered us. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. I'm believing for that. Let's release our faith right now. It says, on him we have set our hope. We set our hope, our expectation on the Lord, upon what, who He is and what He has done, that He will continue to deliver us. Father, we're believing you that you continue this right now. Hallelujah. So 
Jesus demonstrated this thing of again. Uh, he did it with the blind man. And, um, you know, there's always an again that's available to ensure complete victory. Amen? God wants to ensure complete victory in our lives. He did it again. In, in Mark chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, uh, the second thing, not only does again uh, reveal his persistence, Jesus is persistent. Aren't you glad for that? So again, these agains, these again moments or, or uh, episodes, if you will, it reveals persistence. Because again, persistent again and again and again. Also, again validates faithfulness. It, it, for Jesus, it says there in Mark 3, verse 1, and he entered again into the synagogue. So that was a routine. He was faithful in doing that. He entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand. And they watched him, uh, and they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath uh, that they might accuse him. And he said to the man which had the withered hand, Step forward. So Jesus came again to the synagogue. In fact, so it must have been in his routine, so to speak, because not only those with needs were at the synagogue, but those that were there to try to trap Jesus, they thought, hey, you know, this is the Sabbath. I wonder where we can find this guy. And they go, well, that's easy. He's going to, again, he's going to go, he'll be at the synagogue again. Because that's where he is. So this, you know, the agains in our life show faithfulness. It, it reveals faithfulness to people around us. And that's power in that. People ought to know that there's something within us that produces faithfulness. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Faithfulness is developed. And it's because of the agains that we experience in our life and what begins to be uh, seen by everybody else in our life. Faithful. So if, we know, if people know that we're faithful in these things, we're going to be faithful in trusting His Word. It ought to be something that develops. So it reveals uh, this, this, uh, the characteristic of faithfulness. Um, and then also, again, expresses complete victory, as I mentioned a while ago. Complete victory. In Luke chapter 18, Verse 31 from the New King James Version, it says, Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we're going up to, to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, speaking of himself, and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. He will rise again. So this, again, the power of again is uh, its power to express complete victory. When Jesus was, he was persistent in praying for the man that was, uh, that was blind. So this persistence is that for complete victory, not settled for just second best or whatever. God wants to work complete victory. And of course, nine times he told the disciples that he would rise again. Uh, Nine is a trinity of trinities. It's, uh, you know, and, and it says a threefold cord is not easily broken. So you get three of those threefold cords together. I'd say that's pretty tough, right? And so, you know, I think it just kind of symbolic to you saying, I'm going to rise again. You can count on it. I'm going to rise again. This again has this power in it that's for complete victory. I'm going to rise again. I'm not going to stay dead. I'm not going to stay there in the tomb. And just as Jesus said, he rose again. On the third day, you know, what's that song we, we sing uh, about uh, the nails couldn't, nails couldn't keep you down, the grave couldn't keep you in, and hell couldn't keep you out? Why? Because he was going to rise again. There's power in 
again. We need to see those things in, in the Bible, understand them, say, you know what, if he did it then, he'll do it again. And it begin to expect that he's going to do it again. You know, sometimes we look back in our life and we see where God moved mightily in our lives. How many of you in here today have experienced he healing in your body? Just hold and keep your hand up for a second. Now look at this. Turn around and look at, look at this. Now, uh, I don't know whenever you got saved uh, or maybe you were asking for prayer for healing, did they say, listen, let me check the records and see how many you have. Oh, no, you've already used all yours up. Is that what it says? I don't find any instructions in the Bible that tells us that, you know, you better check out and see how many times that, you know, they've been up for healing because, you know, you only get so many. The only thing that I see where it says it's promised unto man once to die and after this the judgment. So we know that's going to happen. But as far as God moving in our life, hey, wait a minute, there's plenty of this. You know, if you need it, he supplies some of our needs when it's really desperate, when we're really desperate and we cry out really loud and a real loud, is that what it says? He supplies all of our needs according to what? His riches in glory, not of what we did. He supplies all of our needs according to his riches in glory. So here we are. And he says, oh, you need that again? Sure, no problem. I got plenty. I got plenty here. And uh, he does it again. So again, hey, nails couldn't keep him down. And the grave couldn't keep him in. And, you know, hell couldn't keep him out. He busted into hell and he released those that were held captive. And he set them free. Hey, he set the captive free. He did it back then, he'll do it again. Amen? Have you, have you, do you know of anybody that's captive in your life, in your family, or maybe you? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 54, it says, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory. Amen? He gives us the victory. And if he did, if he gave it to, gave it to us then, he's going to do it again. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, let's take a little closer look. Let's personalize this a little bit. And we've, I've asked you to raise your hand if you've experienced healing. What about financial miracles? Anybody experienced a financial miracle when it came through? Do you think that's the last one? you think you've exhausted that? you really believe God could do it again? Do you really believe? Do I have any again believers in here? <laughs> I mean, he's the God of again. <laughs> Maybe we'll start a new movement here. You know, I, I think I'll get a t-shirt that says again. And people say, what do you mean again? They'll say, oh yeah, it's you again. <laughs> no, it's God again. It's God again. Here, he's gonna, he'll do it here. He'll, he, he's going to do it again. He'll do it tomorrow if that's what it takes. He's a God of again. Hallelujah. He has power to uh, to work financial miracles. He has power to work healing miracles, and he's persistent. He's faithful, and uh, so he works these things, and so in our life personally, uh, you know, he says, you must be born again, and so for us, the very first thing that starts out into this journey where we have this whole supply of agains that are laid up there, we know that we must be born again, and so we can come to him. Because he died and he rose again, now we can be born again. And uh, so he's given us that power. He's also given us the power to get back up again. When you've been knocked down, he says, hey, come on, you can get up again. In Proverbs 24, verse 16, it says, for though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises Again, it doesn't matter how many times you've been knocked down, and seven is a, a number of, uh, you know, it's kind of like of infinity. And so it's just showing it doesn't matter how many times you've been knocked down, you know, he says, he gets back up again. It's like Rocky, amen. <laughs> you know, that's how he won. 
He just kept getting up. <laughs> and and the, the, the thing there is, if you get up one more time, then you're knocked down, you win. <laughs> so you just got to keep getting up again and again and again. So power to be born again, power to get back up again. And also, he has power to restore you again. Proverbs, uh, or Psalm 71, verse 20 says, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth, and you will again bring me up. I like that verse because it has again in there again. It has it there twice. It says, you will restore my life again. How many of you feel like God, there was something happened, and man, he restored your life? Maybe by rescuing you from yourself maybe from the life that you were living. And so he's restored you, <clears throat> your life again, from the depths of the earth, and you will do it again, you will bring me up. So if he did it back then, he's going to do it again. If he did, you know, if he rescued you from this, what's so difficult about this up here? That's why the, the children of Israel, every time opposition would come against them, they would talk about, hey, you know, he parted the Red Sea, he brought manna down from heaven, he, and they go all these things about what he did, and then they say, hey, he'll do it again. If he did it then, he'll do it again. I don't know if anybody's getting, if I'm preaching to anybody here this morning or not, but <laughs> hallelujah. Psalm 85 says, verse 4 says, Restore us again, O God, our Savior, and put away your displeasure toward us. Lord, restore us again. Isaac dug the wells again. Haven't you read that story? You know, the Philistines were upset him, so the, the Abraham had dug some wells, and so the Philistines says, man, we don't want y'all around here. They just filled them all in. They filled them in with dirt, you know, and they had to move around. And they, all, they filled in all these wells. Well, I, Isaac says, well, hey, I need, we need water for the, for the flocks and for all of our herds and stuff. So they dug the wells again, and Philistines came in, and then they filled them up again. And they went on a couple of times until finally Isaac said, that's fine. I don't have time to be messing with you. I'm fighting in this little scourge. I got things to do. Went on over there. He dug a well again. Finally, the Philistines said, you know what? This is getting tiring, <laughs> having to fill up all these wells. Just, they're going to keep on again and again and again. They'll dig these wells again and again until, you know, they finally get one. So there's no point in us messing with them. You know what? You just need to keep out againing the devil, <laughs> you know, until he finally says, you know, this is useless. We can't stop them. So fine, let them just have that and be sat satisfied with it. But hey, we just know that we're going to do it again. Re restore us again, oh God, our Savior, and put away your displeasure. You know, he'd said that. So, so Isaac, he, he dug the wells again. Samson, his hair grew again. Isn't that right? Elijah was strengthened again there by the, the brookside. Jeremiah, if you read that, he received the word of the Lord again. Uh, Peter was there on the rooftop having a vision, <laughs> you know, he wasn't back in the 60s or 70s, he wasn't, you know, hallucinating, no, I mean, he had actually had a vision from God, and uh, it, it, he, he had this voice that spoken to him and told him that everything's fine to eat, and it said that the voice came to him again to reassure him, so the voice came to him again and said, for clarification, look, Peter, this is what I'm saying to the Apostle Paul, he got a second chance again, hallelujah, so there's power in again. There's power for rejoicing again. Have you ever been so low that you didn't think that you, you had to look up to see bottom? You know? I mean, the, there's times in our life that we just don't feel like rejoicing. But Paul says there in, in Philippians, says, Rejoice in the Lord uh, always. I'll say it again. I, I say rejoice. You rejoice by choice. You choose to rejoice again, not whether you feel like it or not. 
Rejoicing is something, it's by faith that we rejoice in who God is, not on what our circumstances are. I'm not going to elevate and worship if I give a, so much extreme devotion to my problem by worrying over it, I am worshiping that problem. So, but I'm going to rejoice who God is so that when my problem happens that I can say, hey, you know what? God can handle it. He'll do it again. He did it once. He can do it again. So we rejoice by choice. I choose to rejoice in the Lord always. Hey, Paul said, I'll say it again. Rejoice. He's saying that from prison, by the way sitting in a, in a jail cell, and, and they weren't quite as nice as they are today. Not that they're, any, that they're nice, but, I mean, it was pretty bad back then. And he says, rejoice in the Lord. In Psalm uh, 85, it says, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Revive us again, O Lord. How many times? You, we look at God said, well, how many times i got to revive you? No, he doesn't. He wants to revive us again. When we come before his, the throne of grace again and again and again. Amen. So he, uh, there's power to be born again in our lives. There's power to get back up again. Power to be restored again. Uh, power to uh, rejoice again. And also there's power to prosper again. You don't just use up your little ticket and that's it. We, we, he wants us to prosper again. Listen to what Job said. In Job 42, okay, this is 42 chapters of this trial that he's going through, okay? Going through this extreme trial. Chapter 42, verse 10, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord made him prosper again and gave him twice as much as he had before. I know God was going to restore him again, but he says, you know what, look, he's praying, he's actually praying for those fools that was talking to him like that. They're saying, you know, you might as well just curse God and die, Job. What, there's no sense in you even living anymore. It's so bad. You know, there's nothing that can help you. And Job, he didn't do that, and he pr even prayed for him. Now, he could be like that one guy said, you know, I told his wife, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that a, a flower pot falls from the second story, hits you in the head. I'm praying for you. And I'm praying that the bricks on your car, they get wild. No, that's not the way we need to be praying. How many of y'all heard that country song? Y'all heard that? You know, I'm praying for you. That's not the kind of prayers that we're supposed to be praying for people. We're to be praying for God's best in their life. And if that's the case, how God worked it for Job, where he says, um, the Lord made him prosper again and gave him twice as much as he had before when he said when he would, after he prayed for his friends. If God did it back then... He can do it again. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, so in Deuteronomy chapter 30, jot some of these scriptures down and, and meditate upon them later. Deuteronomy 30 verse 9 says, Then the Lord your God will make you most prosperous. Say most prosperous. And how many of you, what do you think that means, most prosperous? Well, it's got to be more than less prosperous. But I mean, it's got to be more prosperous. The way that that's described there, that looks like it's probably more than just barely getting by, wouldn't you think? Then the Lord your God will make you most prosperous in all the work of your hands and in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock and the crops of your land. The Lord will again, everybody say again. The Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous just as he delighted in your fathers. Hey, he did it then. He'll do it again. He wants to make us most prosperous. Hallelujah. You know, God loves us. And he says, hey, I'm here. It says that he's an ever-present help in our time of need. An ever-present help in our time of need. I'm like, okay, that's all you get. I'm moving on to the next one now. 
That's not it. He's always, he always stands available. We know that he's faithful, just like Jesus went to the synagogue again. God's always on the throne. We know where to find him. He's not lost, okay? God's not lost. I know where I can find him. I go to his throne room, and we have an open door policy. He says, you can come to me again and again and again and again. And there's power in that again because when we come to him again, we're going to leave with some strength. We're going to leave with this power for whatever it is, for healing, for prosperity, for strength, for encouragement, power to rejoice again, power to just do what we need to do again, to get back on this journey again. Hallelujah. Go ahead and praise him this morning. Take a praise break. Hallelujah. The Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous just as he delighted in your fathers. Well, uh, if you're lost today, be born again. If you've sinned, repent again. Amen? Confess your falls and, and, uh, and, your, and, and confess and, and, be, and repent again. If you need a touch from God, God touches again. Remember the story of Jesus there? If you need a word... God speaks again. Uh, if everything's going fine in your life, then rejoice again. Rejoice in Him. There's always an opportunity for again. Well, I, I like this one, though. Uh, they're talk, thinking about the power of again, He's coming back again. I talked a little bit about it a while ago, but He's coming back again. The power uh, of again in our future. In John chapter 14, verse 2, Jesus was telling His disciples, He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Hallelujah. He says, I'm going and preparing a place for you. And uh, he says, and, and if I prepare a place, he says, I will come again. So he's coming again. How many believe he's coming again? Amen. Amen. He came once. He can come again. Are you ready? Amen. If you're ready, shout. He'll do it again. Say, he'll do it again. <laughs> in in uh, you know, Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, it says, For I am the Lord, I change not. So he's not going to change his mind. Uh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he not said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? He said, I'm coming back again. And so he's going to do it. He said it. He's going to come back again. I believe that. Amen. He is uh, well able to meet your needs right now. Right now. You know, it said that he has done it, he is doing it, and he will do it. He will deliver us. He has delivered us. He is delivering us. He will deliver us from whatever it is. Uh, the Bible says his arm is not too short. His ear is not deaf. He is not slack concerning his promise. His promises are yea and amen. His love is far-reaching. His power is not dried up. Amen. And uh, his word is still true. When you need him, he will be right there and he can do it again. Amen. Praise God. If he did it for someone else, he'll do it for you. If he did it before, he can do it again. 
I believe that. I, I want to drive this home today. God kept saying, I said, well, Lord, how many times do we need to go over this? He said, again and again and again. And he, Lord, how many times do you want me to tell them that, that you'll do it again? He says, again and again and again and again. Every morning when we get up, we need to tell ourselves again and again all throughout the day that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. He did it yesterday. He'll do it again. Well, I just don't feel like it. Well, God, what got you through yesterday, God? Well, then he'll do it again. He'll get you through this day. Amen? He's, you know, God's done so many things in my life uh, over and over and over again. Uh, in sickness, he's been my healer. In financial problems, he's been my provider. Uh, in trouble, he's been my savior, my deliverer. In crisis, he's been my way maker. In the storms of life, He's been my shelter. Uh, in loneliness, he's been my friend. Uh, if, if he did it for me, I want to tell you something today. He can do it for you. He will do it again. The Bible says that his compassions, they fail not. Uh, he never, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's ready to do it again and again. He's the one that said, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get my purpose in you and through you, I'm ready to do it again and again and again. Let me ask you this question today. What is your need? What's your need today? What do you need? Is it finances? How about maybe direction? Got some problems that look like that there's no way to solve them? What about salvation? What about revival? <laughs> I want to tell you, in every one of those things, he'll do it again. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. You know, are the <laughs> you ever have those days it seems like when you just feel like that the, there's this huge weight that's on your shoulders maybe that's the way that you're walking here lately maybe or, you know ever feel like that just uh, this stage of your life that's there's just darkness all around you that you're just kind of groping through the dark, darkness unsure of what your next step is uh i talk, i take uh, my dog is eight months old now, out at night, you know, and, and um, didn't have a flashlight. And I'm like going, okay, wait a minute. Boy, it's when it gets dark, it's dark with a cloud. And I'm like going, okay, which way do I go? So it's like one step at a time. Sometimes in our life, there's so, it, it, that it's just one step at a time, one step at a time. Well, God wants to be our light and he will shine over and over again and again. He will give us direction on, to get us through this difficult time in our life. Trust God. Trust him for guidance. Has he ever spoken? Has he ever given you some direction on what to do? It might have, he, it might have been an audible voice. It might have been through his word. It might have been indirectly through somebody or something was going on and all of a sudden, ding, you know, wow. And you had this thought come in, whatever it is, God, has he given, has he given you direction in your life? Hold up your hand and say, you know what? Yes, God's brought direction. Okay. If he did it then, will he do it again? Yes. Amen. Uh, you know, you need to just re to take some time and reflect back on the different uh, situations and incidents in your life when God has been right there, when he's worked. Um, you know, when there was times when you felt like that you couldn't make it uh, and you thought that, uh, you know, you were just overwhelmed, but then God still brought you out of it and he brought you through it. That's when you need to think about those things and you need to say, you know what, God? I wasn't any more special back then than I am right now, you know. And you haven't changed. You're not getting so old that you can't do this anymore. No, you don't change. So you did it then. You can do it again. He can. Amen. 
you know, the more that you lean on God and choose faith over feelings, walking by faith and not by sight, the stronger you'll grow. That's the spiritual promise. It's just like, you know, anything else that's alive and growing. So you're stronger today than what you were back then. And what you're going through now is just helping to develop you. If God helped you in times back then, he can do it again. So, amen. That's why the James says, don't think it's strange when you face trials of many kinds, you know? And he's saying, you know what? God's going to be with you. He's going to be the same. He's going to give you grace to finish this thing. He's got plenty of grace. He's got a full supply. It's not limited. It's not, you know, uh, we're, it's not down to the last little drop. God's got plenty of grace to help you through everything that you need. He's going to uh, place you in a position where, you know, uh, sometimes you feel uncomfortable. He allows those things to happen. Uh, and that's okay because that uncomfortable feeling, when it gets to that point, that's so that you move on and you keep walking again, not just giving up and, and sitting there on your blessed assurance. You know, that, that, but you're moving forward. You know, uh, he'll do it. He, he will move you. Like the, the mother eagle, when they make that nest, they first get all those thorn bushes and they wrap it all through with these thorn branches and stuff. And then they put feathers on it and other soft things while the babies are little. But when it gets time for those babies to get out there and learn to fly, uh, they're telling them, they're trying to push them out of the nest. So they just start taking the stuff off of that thorn so that the thorns will kind of make them like, oh, I don't want there. And they get up and leave. God sometimes allows the thorns in our life to motivate us, to move us forward so that we don't just sit there, but we get up and we do it again. We begin to do his will again in our life. You know, I, I know it's hard sometimes to keep on pressing, but the Apostle Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Press anyhow. <laughs> press anyway. You know, go ahead and press anyway. Don't be intimidated by circumstances or whatever that the devil's throwing at you because it's not, you're not walking in your strength anyway. You're walking in the strength of the Lord. You know, God did it then, he's going to do it again. And, and so I want you to make a decision today that you're going to be like Joshua when he had to take this leadership position and he had to step out in faith. And he was kind of wondering, hey, I don't know about this. And, and, and God said, hey, wait a minute, you, come on, be bold, Joshua. And so Joshua had to step out in faith. He refused to, to turn around. He refused to stay there. He said, we've got to go over. And that meant that they had to pass through this Jordan River that was flooding and it was going to be God that parted that. They were getting ready for a miracle, but they didn't know it. But they walked right up to it. And it said that that didn't even happen. You know, you're walking, and you're okay, you need to be moving that out of the way. I'd like to be one of those priests, you know, carrying that ark on their shoulder. And they're kind of like, hey, bud, no, it's not. The guy's in the back saying, hey, uh, is the water parting yet? No, it's not. What are you going to do? Keep walking, take another step again and again. And it wasn't until the foot touched the water. And then it parted back. Sometimes it, it's right down to the last, it's down to the wire before God does it again, but he'll do it again. He parted the water just like he did the Red Sea. So keep moving forward. Again, if he healed you before, he'll heal you again. If he delivered you once, he'll deliver you again. Think about it right now. What were some times in your life that God delivered you, set you free from some things? He rescued you. He'll do it again. Uh, you know, he still works miracles. Nothing uh, is too hard for him. And put your trust in the Lord because he's going to do it again. You know, go ahead and believe today. Believe he, he'll do it again. Don't allow the enemy to bring fear uh, and doubt. And when, pre when Peter was in prison, 
God got him out, amen, you know. And uh, if, if he did it then, he'll do it again. You've got to focus on God. Why? Because he's the one that's going to do it again. He never fails. He'll do it again. When it gets hard, he'll do it again. You know, you might have to cry sometimes, but you've got to believe that uh, he's going to make a way, you know, just like he did back then. He's going to do it again. I, just think about the stories in the Bible, like Daniel of old, you know, thrown into the lion's den. You know, uh, it, if he did it for Daniel, he'll do it again, right? Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, was, how's that go? Into the fiery furnace to go. And, uh, you know, but King Nebuchadnezzar, he went down, took a look in, and he says, hey, wasn't there three? Now there's four men. And if he did it for them, he can do it for you in your fiery furnace. Amen? It wasn't three, but Jesus was right there in the midst of them. He'll get right with you, right in the midst of your fire, your fiery furnace. Hallelujah. In the midst of suffering, in the midst of uh, great persecution, God has time and time and time again showed up and been right there with his people, with his children. Remember our text there in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. He has delivered us from such uh, a deadly peril. And he will deliver us again. He will deliver us again. He will deliver you again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. That means again and again and again. You know, he's going to do some things for you spiritually. If you're lost today and without God, you've got to be born again. Whosoever will, you know, let him, uh, Jesus said, let him. And take of the water of life freely. That, that water, that life, give you that eternal life. You know, be born again. If your uh, spiritual batteries are running down, uh, you need to get revived. Let him revive you again. Personally in your life, where are you today? Where, you know, again, we mentioned a while ago, financial help. Man, I, I need some of that. <laughs> you know, and I have to say, okay, God, I, I, I've seen you do that in my life before. And he's been challenging me. Okay, then believe that I can do it again. Um, again, just like he's followed after his people and helped them and saw all their difficulties down through the ages. He wants to do that. Uh, I, I want us to pray this morning. I want to pray for you. But as we go into this time of prayer, I want you to search your heart and see areas, see where you are right now. And, uh, and then I want you to think about where he's brought you from. Okay, what he's brought you from and where he worked in your life in the past, he'll do it again. I want this to be a time of reflection and searching and uh, setting your face and your focus upon him that he's a God of again. Then let's be in a, a spirit of an attitude of, of prayer and searching and, uh, and receiving uh, faith from him. Hallelujah. Lord, we're not going to tell you how to do it. Lord, we're not going to tell you when to do it, <laughs> but Lord, we're going to just trust that you're going to do it. We know that you're going to do it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, just right now, I ask that you just move through this place today. Hallelujah. As we're just standing in his presence today, your road that you're on, it, it may seem long and, and treacherous, rocky, <laughs> difficult, but expect him to do it again. Expect him to again shower you with blessings 
in due season. We just prophesy a due season right now in Jesus' name. I want you to see it happening right now. Those things that need to happen, that you need to see him do, I want you to begin to just see it happening. See it happening. He'll do it again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, you might feel like giving up. Command your feelings right now to be subject to the plan of God. Just do that right now. I want this to be a time that we're just really um, searching our hearts and allowing Him to search our hearts. Let Him build some faith. I believe that the Word today has brought faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing from the Word. We're believing that He's doing it again. So uh, just believe that He's going to do it. You feel like maybe you've been thinking, you know, what's it worth? I mean, what's the use? Why try? Why, why, why try to work on this relationship? Isn't it easier just to bail out? Maybe God wants you to come back and say, God, where I, I don't see how that person could change. I don't see how this is going to work. But Lord, you've changed people before. You changed the apostle Paul from Saul that was killing your disciples into Paul, who was getting thousands of people saved. He can change people. He did it then. He can do it again. If that's what it is in your life, I want you just to believe that God's going to do it again. Hallelujah. Don't give up on this thing. Don't give up on this thing. Trust God right now. Just command your feelings to be subject to the plan of God. Father, we do that in Jesus' name. We speak to ourselves. The Bible tells you to do that with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We speak to ourselves and we say, feelings, emotions, line up with the will of God, with the plan of God, with His plan for my life right now in Jesus' name. I'll not be subject to my emotions. My emotions will be subject to the will of God right now. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear this word of the Lord, just keep on pushing with full assurance that the Lord will again perform miracles. Outside of a miracle from God, there's no way. But I want you to begin to see that miracle. What would it be like? What would life be like with this miracle that God's about to bring? Begin to see that thing happen. Think on these things. (laughs) Think on that. Don't think about how bad it could get worse and worse and worse. No, it's going to get better and better and better. Amen. Amen. Begin to see that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the life of that loved one, that child, begin to see them serving God and His purpose working in their life. God can still do miracles. He can still work with prodigals. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, all of us, all of our loved ones right now that are wandering away from you, we call them in, <laughs> into your will, into your plan. In Jesus' name, we rebuke the enemy and everything he set there to entice them. We, we break that hold in, in Jesus' name. We break soulish and emotional ties that would hold them to ungodly to those relationships that are destructive in their life. We break those things in Jesus' name. We pray a hedge of thorns around them to repel them from evil and repel evil from them in Jesus' name. Father, you did it once. You can do it again. Do it again, God. Do it again. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. Do it again, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Be confident today that you're going to see the work of his hand in your life. Be confident today. Hallelujah. Just release your faith and just uh, say, I know God's going to do this. He's going to work again in my life. Maybe you've been feeling just a little uh, like not a lot's happening in your spiritual life. That's okay. Take a deep breath. Let God stir up your spirit and believe he's going to use you. He's going to work through you. Like that song, says, you, might not know, you may not know how, you may not know when, but he's going to do it again. Don't try to tell him how to do his job. You just line up and be ready to receive what he's going to do. He's going to do it again. Hallelujah. As we're praying, just pray this. Let me just lead you in a prayer. And by faith, uh, we're going to release this. And these words are going to bring life right now. And, and they'll bring death to some things that need to be cut away. Just pray this with me. God, you've blessed me so many times before. You brought me out of difficult situations in the past. So I trust you that you're going to do it again. You're going to do it again. You're going to do it again in this situation. In this situation. Now begin to see that happening in that area right now. Begin to release it. Begin to apply that prayer that you've been that we just prayed. Begin to apply it in your situation and circumstance right now. See the mountain removed. <laughs> See the, the obstacle parting, like the Red Sea rolling back. Thank you, Jesus. The mouth of the lions are closed. You can lay down and rest in the midst of danger. God did it for Daniel. He'll do it for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let him work. Let him do it. Let him build that confident assurance. Let him give you a vision for what he's going to do again. Just pray this with me. Today, I resist fear and anxiety. Rebuke them off of my life. I place my full confidence in you, Lord in your faithfulness to deliver me out of my distress. In Jesus' name, you did it then. You can do it again. In Jesus' name. Father, instead of giving in to worry, I thank you in advance that you're going to do it again. You're going to do it again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, give him praise this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus.